Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It is Friday, February 23rd, 2024. This is another edition of Football Today. You know that dude from the Talking Giants world, Bobby Skinner. I'm Chris Rose. Producer Mikey is along for the ride as well. All right, are you knee-deep in like figuring out which free agents in the Giants world are leaving? all your needs between the draft and the start of the league year and everything. Where's your head at these days? Well, we actually just put together our, our out our episode of the giants pending free agents. So going Mm -hmm. through all of them with the exact contracts of what makes sense, what you'd be willing to go to, what could get done. Um, So I can just do a quick rundown. Xavier McKinney needs to stay. Saquon walk, Adore Jackson walk, Ashawn Robinson stay. And then I like Tyrod Taylor, but he's just way too damn injury prone. So I'm letting him walk. My, isn't everybody curious about what you're doing at quarterback? Well, we're curious, but there's just no easy answer for them because they're at pick six. And right. I don't, you know, spending in free agency on a backup, it just means Daniel Jones is still your quarterback. Right. right. So uh, I think we'll have an answer of that because the tr- if you're going to trade up into the top three, that always happens like right after the combine before free agency. So by the end, by the, by the start of free agency, you should have the answer of whether they think they can get a trade up to get a quarterback or not. Yeah, I, I think the Giants are one of the fascinating teams in the top 10 that could move, could stay put, could go free agency, not the Giants, but other teams. So uh, it should be a fun few weeks. But we'll discuss the combine on next Monday's show. Let's get to some guys who were trying to spin into the combine a few years ago, namely the class of 2021. And the guy that is front and center these days is Justin Fields. And the big question is whether or not he is done with the Chicago Bears because for the second straight year, the Bears have the number one overall pick. Of course, last year, they traded it to Carolina for DJ Moore and a hall of draft selections. Well, this past week, he was on the podcast with the St. Brown brothers, Equinemius and Amonra, and his recent social media action took center stage. Since wait, since we're here, hold on. But I mean, what's we're not the, comparing. What's, oh, no, 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 no. Since we're here, all right, come on. What's with the unfollow with the Bears? What's, what's up with that? Man, bro, I'm glad we're talking about it because people. Why do people take social media so serious? Like, <laughs> but like, why you why are you unfollowing the Bears? Like, I still mess with the Bears. It's not. I'm just trying to take a little break. I unfollow the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Right? Mm. I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG don't mean you're not messing with her. That's true. You that's know? true. That's facts. That's facts. Oh, so you're saying you mess with the Bears more now that you don't follow them. Man, it's not even like that. Ah, okay, it's, okay. It's something that I don't want to see in my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation. I don't want to see no mm. football. And guess just, what? Just get away. Get a little away for a little bit. It's either keep Fields. We want Fields to the drive Caleb. So it's like, bro, man, I'm tired of hearing the talk. I just wanted to be over. Do you believe him? Um, no, I don't think anyone should believe him. That being the whole unfollow on social media thing to me is it's just annoying, right? Like, like it's just unfollow them if you say, Hey, yeah, I, I think they might trade me, so I'm unfollowing them or I don't I want this contract. It's just the weirdest way to just keep yourself in the headlines and then say, Oh, why do people take social media so seriously? 
Uh, but the reality is, is he should unfollow the Bears because the Bears sh- should be unfollowing Justin Fields in the next mm. month and a half. Um, you know what? I got to be honest with you. I think he's handled things pretty well, and it, the follow unfollow thing. Yeah, it's is... it's so dumb, but it's anno- yeah. it's it's annoying at this point. The first person who ever thought of that was a genius, and now it's now it's just overdone. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, do I understand that he wants to if he's going on vacation to, you know what, deactivate your account then? I mean, really, that that's what it comes down to. If you just want to enjoy and just hear from your agent, uh, although your family and friends are going to be sending you shit left and right, whether he follows or unfollows, that's just the world we live in. Oh, do you see what this person's saying about it? Oh, do you see what the Bears are looking at getting in a hall for you? Like, he's in. He's really, let's be honest here, Bobby, he's in a no-win situation, no matter whether he follows, unfollows, erases his social media. He's not going to go through life without a phone. Also, for the young women in Justin Fields' life, if he's not following you and he's trying to talk to you, he's really not messing with you. Unless you're just into that, then then you're good. But you know, if if he's not following you on Instagram, that's uh, definitely on purpose. So we we are now here to give relationship advice in addition to what teams should do with certain draft picks. Yeah, well, just respect you respect yourselves, women. You know, if they don't follow you on Instagram, that means that they're really not that's in, into you. By the way, that could go. That's not gender specific. Yeah, but it kind of is, though. Oh, Bobby. <laughs> oh, Bobby. Um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to be a story until until a trade is made. It just it is, and it's going to be the biggest story of the offseason, right? There's no question that this is the biggest story until, let's say, a guy like Kirk Cousins changes teams or Russell Wilson becomes officially available. So we're still talking about a few weeks. This is going to be you know, a one in terms of NFL storylines. L- let me ask you, cause you're a little more plugged in than me. It, everything points to the bears are going to draft a quarterback. They're going to trade Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Is there any, is there any type of rumor or reason to think that that's not what they're going to do? Or is this simply, it's just going to be talked about until something's officially done. You know, I'll have a better idea next week when I'm in Indianapolis for the scouting combine. And I'm around a bunch of people that I can talk to face to face because I think face to face is much better than when you're just getting texts left and right. And I, yeah, I mean, listen, I think we would be shocked if Justin Fields is under center next year in Chicago week one. It just, it doesn't feel like there's any way that it, and I don't think, I think you and I are in the same boat. It shouldn't happen either. No, no. We talked about the Steelers on Monday. You know what one option for them is that we left out? Justin Fields. I thought we mentioned him. No, didn't I don't, we talk maybe about? maybe I didn't. I because I said there was no like, and I don't think Justin Fields is a great answer, but I do think he'd be a good fit in the Arthur Smith offense. Um, but yeah, so uh, but I mean, I know the question is uh, what's best for Justin Fields? Yeah, it is to stay in Chicago. It um, is. Yeah, if they believed in him, because then they they have like. They are not that far away, right? With the talent they have, like if if they were to keep Justin Fields, means that they would be using, they would be trading down to whatever pick. They'd be able to, you know, draft Marvin Harrison Jr. or Malik Neighbors, whoever, where depending on where they drop down, and then you pair him with a great stud in DJ Moore. You know, they've invested in offensive line, and I think they still will. You know, you get a a new offensive coordinator, Shane Waldron. Like Chicago's not a bad landing spot for a quarterback. 
do you think it's the best out of all the teams that have quarterback vacancies or might move off of the guy that they have right now? Do you think if you could put him in one situation, it would be Chicago? Because I don't. So what 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 other places? The Bears, the Commanders, the Patriots, the Fal the Falcons would be number one, and I then the, the Giants. Falcons. Like those are the the five teams in the top ten, and then you have like the Broncos at twelve. It'd be it'd right. be to me it'd be the Falcons then the Bears. I think it would be the Falcons then the Broncos. To be honest with you, and I'm not so sure that the Broncos wouldn't be number one just based on who their coach is. I don't think that. He's Sean Payton's first choice. I know that uh, Fields played pretty well against Denver last year in the first month of the season, but he did have a key late turnover and then a, I think a late drive stalled. And Sean Payton, in his offense, he does want a guy who will do exactly yeah. what he says, pre-read the snap, go do it, and not turn the ball over. And I don't know if that's all Justin Fields' skill well, The middle right of the now. field is so important for Sean Payton, and Justin yeah. Fields just doesn't see the middle of the field. I don't think Justin Fields is a good quarterback. I think he's a great talent who can be schemed up and put in the right mm -hmm. place to be successful, and his legs are obviously a huge weapon. Uh, so I think he's capable of having good seasons. But I, I, don't think he's a good, I don't think he's a good quarterback. Do you think he can become one? Yeah, but I think it take, it's going to take more time. But like I said, if you put like if you put him on the Atlanta Falcons, mm -hmm. I think he'd have a good season, right? Like his numbers would too. look good. They'd win some games. Uh, so I don't think he's trash or anything. Like his arm, like his his accuracy is great. His arm strength is great. His scrambling ability is you know next level. It's just that he doesn't process and see a field well. So if he gets in an offense with good weapons, that you know waters down the offense a bit, he can do that and then have a, you know a running threat of like Bijan or somebody. Uh, yeah, so he, I mean, he has all the talent in the world and he's, he hasn't went out there and been like a total train wreck. He's just not a good quarterback right now. I, I think the Atlanta matchup is fascinating on a lot. First of all, I think it'd be super exciting. Um, and I think that first of all, he would have the head coaching stability, which is something they don't have in Chicago, right? Because if things go wrong quickly, again, they could have another change there within a few years. I think Raheem Morris is bringing stability. I think he brought in a guy who knows exactly what he wants offensively. I don't know if that's Justin Fields because Zach Robinson just worked so closely out in L.A. with Matthew Stafford the last few years. But maybe he maybe he looks at him and says, hey, he gives us things that Stafford didn't in that offense, and I can get him at least coached up to the point where he's not going to be Matthew Stafford, but at least he can give us some of the elements that Stafford did. I don't know. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, I, I guess Atlanta probably would be a, a better fit. I was thinking of like, Maybe I wasn't really considering Atlanta too much. And Atlanta, so Atlanta would be a better fit, but I, I don't think Chicago is that far away from having a good offense. I didn't like Luke Getzky as the offensive coordinator, and part of right. it is DJ or not Justin Fields' fault. They have talent, you know. If, if you know they, they have the first pick and the ninth pick, like if Caleb Williams went to the Commanders or the Patriots, I'd be like there might be some rough stuff the first year. I think Chicago is a better landing spot because they have that. They have DJ Moore, and I'm, I'm maybe the biggest DJ Moore fan in NFL media. Uh, and then that ninth pick, and they, you know, they've got money to spend in free agency. Like they're, you know, they're they're not far away from being a top half of the league offense with a good quarterback. Is there a little bit of you that wants to see Justin Fields end up in Las Vegas to see if he and Luke Getze duke it out? Oh no, I don't want to see that for Justin Fields. That would be, uh, <laughs> that would not, that would, that would be, that would be rough. That would be rough.
Uh, we talked a little bit about the Patriots. Let's move on to them. Alex Van Pelt is their new offensive coordinator. He was asked by the media this week if Mac Jones is a possible starter up there. Quote, anything is on the table. What odds do you give of Mac Jones being the week one starter for the New England Patriots? Very low. I mean, they're, they're taking a quarterback at three. I know there's been like a lot of buzz about them possibly trading out of three, but I don't see any of that coming from like New England source people. I, f- I hear that from, you know, the same people that talked about CJ, you know, the Texans not drafting on QB last year because they weren't ready for it, for it. Uh, I mean, they're taking a quarterback at three. I mean, uh, Gerard Mayo basically said it in that little interview he did with the Patriots when he first got hired was like, we're going to take a very important uh, position with the third overall pick. They basically yeah. gave away, we're, we're taking one of these three quarterbacks, which they should. They definitely should? Yeah, I, I think so. Okay. Interesting. Um, I mean, if they got an insane haul like the Bears did last year for a trade down, sure, but like the you know, the Giants have been linked to that. And the the last time someone traded from six to three, it was for the sixth pick and then three second round picks. Like that's not a franchise changing haul. All right. Uh, w- to answer the, my own question, the percent chance is 0.00091. I did the math on it. And that's exactly what it is that Mac Jones would be the starter. He's going to get traded. Um, I think it'll be before the draft, but it could be, right during during the draft for a day three pick. I think he gets traded for like a five, six, whatever. We'll figure out what it is. Um, and it could move up depending on snap count or something like that. It's not going to move up much, I can tell you that. Because I already know the week one starter for the New England Patriots next year. Who's that? Jacoby Brissett. It would be a nice full circle moment there. I mean, why not join a former teammate in Gerard Mayo, a guy who knows what he is looking for, what he's about. Jacoby is about as consummate a professional as you can get, and he can still play the game. Like, he can still play, and I it's, I think I think it's exactly what he wants. I think he would love to join a team that's like playoff caliber, kind of like what Baker did with Tampa Bay a year ago. But if that's not in the cards for him, Going back to an organization where I believe you're appreciated or a guy I would hope that he would respect in Gerard Mayo to be the the mentor for a young guy if you draft somebody at three. I mean, let's say it's Jaden Daniels. Why not? Like, I think Jacoby Brissett is, is perfect for that role. He is, but you have the key part of that is they still draft a quarterback. They're yeah. just – Brissett would be the weak one. Sorry. Yeah, I could get on board with that. I, actually, I thought about Brissett um, – when you have this, but I I do think they'll take a quarterback with that third pick. I hope they don't, because as a Giants fan, I would love to trade up to that third spot spot and get either Drake May or Jaden Daniels. Uh, but yeah, I I definitely see that it's going to be like you said, any, anyone besides Mac Jones. That that bridge has been burned. Okay, uh, another member of the quarterback class of twenty one is eligible for an extension. Uh, we all thought. Trevor Lawrence was a can't-miss product, and although he has basically started every game for the Jags since being drafted in 21, got them to the playoffs in year two, a little bit of a fall-off in year three, he is eligible for that extension. Uh, does Jacksonville give him the big deal that he is seeking this offseason? I think so. Maybe not this offseason, but he's going to get that big deal from Jacksonville. 
Right. And you could go into why Trevor Lawrence hasn't been great because he hasn't been great. He's been good. You know, he's had the fourth most interceptions this last season, you know, only 14th in EPA per play the last two seasons. Um, But so in, in all of like my research for this question, I finally got to the part where it's like, well, why wouldn't you pay him? And there's really no reason to not. And when you kind of think of it in that way, it's like, okay, you might as well get this done now before he has a good year four and, you know, the contract numbers for quarterbacks just are going to go up every year. So, yeah, I, I would work to get it done now because it's only going to be more expensive the next year. Okay, we're going to do a little exercise here. You ready? Um, these are the following quarterbacks that have received second deals from the team that drafted them since the start of the 22 year. Okay? In no particular order. You tell me when I mention a name that Trevor Lawrence is definitely 100% better than. Okay? Here we go. Joe Burrow. Nothing. Lamar Jackson. Crickets. Justin Herbert. Yes. Oh, sorry. I thought you said Justin Fields. No, sorry. I I told you. I was like, in my head, I was God. like, Justin Fields got a contract? No. no. <laughs> you, what happened? Too I much had a, tequila the last biggest, night? So much Justin Fields on the mind that uh, <laughs> I was. All right, we'll try this again. Joe Burrow. No. Lamar Jackson. No. Justin Herbert. No. Kyler Murray. Yes. He's definitely better than Kyler Murray. Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. And I know I don't hate Kyler, right? Like I think he got he went from maybe overrated to underrated in the last calendar year after the injury. But I would take Trevor Lawrence over Kyler Murray ten times out of ten. Okay, there's two other guys, Jalen Hurts. Yes, yes, yes. He's better than Jalen Hurts. And I and again another guy I like in Jalen Hurts. I think the that offense let him down, but I think part of it is that you know Jalen Hurts has some limitations on how I I like Jalen Hurts, but I'm taking Trevor Lawrence over him. Okay. Maybe the answer is not definitely, but I'm taking Trevor Lawrence over Jalen Hurts. I watched Trevor Lawrence play. I've watched Jalen Hurts play. And to me, Trevor Lawrence plays quarterback better. I think if you put him in that Eagles offense with AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, and their ability to run the ball, I feel like he has a lot more of the answers that Jalen Hurts may not have. It's interesting because it's not like the Jags, uh, offensive skill guys suck. I don't think they suck, but I don't think any of them are like Calvin Ridley to me is. I thought that was the most overrated trade of the offseason. It was like, oh, well, he has Calvin Ridley now. Ridley, I, I think, is a good player, but he did get a thousand yards out of him. He's gotten the most out of Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram. Right. Like he's got, he's gotten the Trevor Lawrence has gotten the most out of those guys with a bad running game, too. Okay. Interesting. I, I, I think Trevor the- Lawrence has like stuff to grow on, right? He has these dumb turnovers and stuff. But I'm just, I watch him play, and I'm like, he plays quarterback better than these guys, and he's and he's got, and he's got this room to grow to cut down on these stupid turnovers. He has the most turnovers in the NFL since 2021, since he came into the league. That's been a major I, problem for him. I don't like using 2021 though, because that was very bad. Like, what yeah, what is it, it since 2022? I still don't think it's great. It's I'll not because I mean he was fourth in interceptions this la- this last year. He had nine the year before. But that's a good I, number. He, he does fumble the ball more yes. than you would think too. Here's the thing: the reason I and I'm not so much getting on Trevor Lawrence. It's because and we've had this discussion for years ever since the the astronomical numbers have come out for quarterback salaries. 
the league has never figured out how to price the guy that isn't elite. And I don't think that Trevor Lawrence is elite right now. I just don't. Through three years, I think he's been pretty good. I don't think he's anywhere close to elite. Wouldn't you agree with that? I think he's close. I don't think I, I don't if, if Trevor Lawrence comes out this year and is at the same level of Justin Herbert and stuff, I'm not surprised at all. I know, but um, he hasn't been there. That's the point. I agree, but that's why I would pay him now because it's going to get more expensive. One, just because at another year, you're basically adding, what, another five, six million dollars to whatever contract, even if he's the same exact player. Um, and my, my question is, why wouldn't you, right? This isn't like a, you know, pay Daniel Jones, Baker Mayfield type situation. It's it's very much not that. What was the last team, the last team to let a, a pretty decent quarterback run all the way through their franchise tags was Washington with Kirk Cousins, right? Yeah. Nobody else has really done it. We've seen teams uh, like Tampa and Tennessee move off of Jameis and Mariota, respectively. Guys who were high picks who I think, you know, they picked up their fifth-year options, but they just they didn't end up re-signing there. So those guys moved on. And those those ended up being the right moves because neither of those guys has had a, been a consistent starter since they left. Do you think either uh, of those guys was ever close to what Trevor Lawrence no. is now? No, but no, I never felt that way. I okay. feel like that part of the reason I would pay him is because there is that much more room to grow, that he has the possibility of being elite. All I'm saying is, is that he hasn't been yet. I think he's been very good though. So very good would, if you're lining up the 32 starting quarterbacks, very good would put him between 10 and I think he's right in the Dak, the Dak Kirk Cousins range right now. And those are guys who are well farther into their career. And with Dak, he gets shit all the time. Because he loses in the playoffs. But at the same time, we wouldn't move off of Dak if we were the Dallas Cowboys either. Like, we don't look back and say, why did they pay Dak? Yeah, I think that's fair. That's fair. I'm just trying to give a little pushback here. See, I agree exactly because what... it's not. It's not like you can't look at Trevor Lawrence like, oh yeah, like there is flaws there. But to me, it's uh, finally I got to the question of like, you know, not every numbers and it's a lot of it is eye test with Trevor Lawrence when you watch him. Like, there's special shit he does. But it, I got I finally got to a point like, well, why wouldn't I? Like, do I have any fear of him being Jameis or Mariota or Daniel Jones or Baker? Like, no, that 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 doesn't even creep into my mind at all. So, you know, I feel, I feel like Trevor Lawrence is a good ball knower test. My trash can just got blown over by the wind. Is it windy down there today? Yeah, it's empty, though, so it's okay. Oh. Your trash is empty? Well, the, yeah, the trash man came. Oh. oh, okay. I was I thought maybe it was in your room and it was really windy in there. No, no, I'm looking out my window. I didn't know if you were blowing gas or what. All right, let's move on to this last question. We got a game of franchise tag that is going on. So that means teams that have until now, until March 5th, through now, until March 5th, to franchise tag one of their soon-to-be free agents, if they would like. Um, give me one player that a team should try and work out an extension with. Because let's remember, Lamar actually got tagged last year, and then they eventually worked out that extension. So... Just because you tag a guy doesn't mean he's just going to be playing on that one-year contract next season. There, It means that it buys you more time to work out a long-term deal. Who should that guy be? Josh Allen with the Jags. He's a really good pass rusher, right? But you want to, you want to get a deal done. You Maybe they don't want to pay him like an elite pass rusher. 
even though he might get that in the open market, I would tag him and, and try and figure something out with him. I, I thought this was going to be like a guy you want to play on the tag because I have a good answer for that. Oh, well, you can do you can fine. Spin it whatever way you want. Justin Matabuke. Matabike? Matabike. Yes. Went from you... five and a half sacks to 13, four QB hits to 17, 22 to 33 pressures. I mean, basically, essentially doubled his production. I would not pay him a long-term deal off of that. I would say, do it, do it again. Do it again, and then we'll then we'll give you that long-term offer you're looking for. That's funny because that's the guy I would say, if I were a Ravens fan, I'd want to work out an extension. I did a little bit more of a deep dive on him. If they give him the tag, which is going to be right around $21 million for his position, it will probably affect the Ravens' ability to extend other guys on their team and maybe patch a few holes that they do have on their roster, which is not very many because they are an excellent franchise. Um, so you mentioned about Matabike. Let me just give you a little background on him. 26 years old. Those 13 sacks he had last year led all interior defenders in the NFL. It wasn't Aaron Donald. It wasn't Chris Jones. It wasn't anybody else. It was Justin Matabike. Um, here's the other thing. Other Ravens have been tagged in the past. Very, very good players. And it's bought them the time to work out longer deals. I just mentioned Lamar is obviously the most recent one. Other guys, if you want to go into the defensive wayback machine, T-Sizzle, Terrell Suggs was tagged. They eventually worked it out. Chris McAllister, former defensive back, who was a very, very good player for them when they started winning Super Bowls. Um, he also got tagged and worked out a deal. Haloti Nada, more recently, big boy in the middle. They understand that these guys do not grow on trees. If so, I sure as hell hope that those limbs are strong as shit because if you're growing defensive linemen on trees, then you, yeah. You need something stable. Um, there's not a lot of great interior defensive linemen. So I think when you draft and develop one like the Ravens have, you got to find out a way. Plus, if you give him that extension now, it's going to lower his cap number this year. Is it a problem down the road, perhaps? Yeah. But I just think that for a guy who has grown and grown and grown in their system, I think they'd be insane to maybe tag him one year and then that's it. Well, I would like to get a deal, but I feel like it'd be more friendly to get like, that production is hard to put up year in, year out as a defensive tackle. And like, do you, unless you are Chris Jones or Aaron Donald, and I don't, he's good, but he's, I don't view him on that level of where he's going to have that sustained dominance on a down in and down out. Maybe he does. Like, maybe this was his breakout year and he just stays on that track. He was a good player before this. He just, this last year was insane. I mean, he literally doubled his pass rush production mm -hmm. um, in every category. Uh, but, they, I mean, they do have good players, you know, like Travis Jones, who I really like. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I, he, he, I wouldn't attack him. I mean, I guess you could get a deal, right? Obviously, you would prefer to get that. But if he is looking for that 25, 26 a year, that def, you know, the top, if Chris Jones, his free agency would get, or maybe even closer to 30. Like I would tag him and say, let's do let's do it another year, and then we will revisit and gladly pay you the top of the defensive tackle market money then. Now, once again, uh, teams have until March 5th to play a game of franchise tag. You're it. Um, everybody have a great, great weekend. We are back at it on Monday, which will be the start of NFL Scouting Combine Week. I'm sure we'll start talking about that because it is. Have you ever been to the Combine? No. Everyone always tells us to go and stuff, but it's just never been something where – I don't feel like we'd get a ton out of it, so it's hard to 
it's hard to pitch that and be like, we don't, we want to have much. It'd be a lot of us just hanging out, talking with people. Yeah, but that's not always a bad thing. I agree. I agree, but it's if I'm going to pitch something like, hey, pay all this money to send us here and do this, it's going to be like the Senior Bowl where we can just get a ton of content out or training camp. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so yeah, I would love to get to the combine eventually, but it's not a it's not a priority for me to go and ask for them to spend the money on that. I get it. I, I totally understand. I'm also understand. bad at that's probably my worst part of being in the media is the just going up and talking to someone for the first time and then being like, let's let's form a relationship, Mister. Yeah, but you know, you're you're, agent. An, you're an imposing physical figure. I think they would be like, oh. Well, I don't have any problem with that. It's just a weird. Uh, it's just a weird spot. I've gotten better at it though. In the beginning, like my first year going to the Senior Bowl, I met nobody. Now the past few years, we go and meet with people and talk with people and stuff. Um, also the part of being fan media, it does, you know, you do have a little bit of a stink on you from the higher ups in the NFL where they're like, I don't know if I should take you seriously. Hmm. I do you think, do you think that? Cause I, I ve like, so when we are out and about and we, if we run into Dable or Shane, it's very yeah. like, I don't want to walk up to them as a fan, even though we are fans, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I mean. I work for the Browns and I work for the NFL. I'm still a fan of the Browns. I don't know when I talk to Kevin. Yeah, but you, Stefanski. you are, you've started as like legacy media. We're starting as like a, a you know, yeah. we're not a blog, but like a fan blog. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. I understand all that. I understand all that. But I do. Think Maybe that... you could talk me. You know, when we go up to the combine eventually, because eventually we'll yeah. go. You can kind of talk me through that. Get me, you know, get me out of the gates and. That'll be a nice football today moment. Listen, you just go to the same bar that everybody goes to in Indianapolis. It's quite the shit show. Yeah, well, I'll be I also well, don't like bothering people. Night. Oh well, now these, this is this is sort of stuff you can work on on your therapy. So <laughs> I'll give you a whole I'll give you a whole laundry list of shit to work on. So there you go. Um, all right, listen, we're back at it again on Monday. Everybody have a wonderful, wonderful football weekend. Spend some time with your family now that there's no games on. And just keep reviewing tape for the combine. Uh, for our awesome producer, Mikey, and Bobby Skinner from the Talking Giants world, I am Chris Rose. We will see you next week here on Football Today.